0: Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. I'm Tanya Hart. You know, during Black History Month, we celebrate a lot of folks that are often unsung and unknown to most of the world. And Buddy Bolden was one of those people. He's the man who's been credited for being the creator of jazz. But nobody knew. Well, Buddy was born on September 6th, 1877. He was committed to an insane asylum in 1907, where he died in November of 1931. The new movie, Bolden, has taken the charge of telling this man's compelling story, and it reimagines the powerful and tragic life of really this unsung American hero. And joining me today is the director of the movie, Dan Pritzer, and along with Reno Wilton, who plays Louis Armstrong in the movie. Gentlemen, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. Hi, Tanya. So, you know, Bold, I saw the movie, and I was really blown away. I mean, it's so beautifully done. It's kind of avant-garde in many many ways because there was so little known about this man. Dan, let's start with you because this has been something you've been working on for years. How did you first hear about Buddy Bolden?
1: I uh, was playing music myself. I'm a musician, and I was playing a New Year's gig in uh, the Fox Theater, and... um, between sets, one of the program directors of the radio station, he and I were talking and he was telling me he was reading a book about this guy, Buddy Bolden. I said, who's Buddy Bolden? He said, oh, check him out. He invented jazz. And that about took me over. And that was, I think, New Year's 1997 going into 1998. Wow. what really struck me at the time when he said, oh, there's this guy, Buddy Bolden, he invented jazz, check him out. Um, I had been a professional musician for many, many years, playing music all my life, um, and I had never heard of this guy. And My my immediate thought was, this is like American mythology. This is a guy Mm -hmm. who came into the room, turned the lights on for everybody and nobody who knows who he is. And that struck me as both poetic and tragic. Uh,
0: And And especially after living the life that he lived and that's pretty much what happened Uh, Now in the movie, it seems like there was only one recording ever made of him I mean, you know, we hear of all of these people like back in the early days like Jelly Roll Morton and all of those folks Who many people think probably helped invent jazz But Buddy, uh, there was just, why was all that history of him erased?
2: Well, he was actually unrecorded, wasn't he Dan? Well, we don't know
1: if he was ever recorded. Willie Cornish, who was his trombonist in the 30s, said he recalled making a uh, a cylinder recording in the early 1900s, and uh, a guy named Zahn probably recorded it, and Zahn's granddaughter said their their barn burned down where her grandfather's stuff was. Oh, geez. And and, and it's possible there was a cylinder in there, but nobody can really substantiate that there was a recording. And uh, mm-hmm. in, in a certain respect, as Wynton Marsalis said to me, we're a little bit lucky about that, because it, it, it added to the mystery and the mythology, um, because likely what Buddy was playing was nowhere near the virtuosity of, say, Louis Armstrong or the
0: people that followed mm-hmm. Buddy. And, and Reno comes in there because, Reno, um, one of the trades has called you kind of uh, the, the, the quintessential everything Louis Armstrong. <laughs>
2: you, you obviously have played <laughs> oh, really? this character.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What was it that really moved you about the Louis Armstrong? And he is so present in this movie. I mean, you don't have Buddy, but you have people who come after him like Louis Armstrong. And that's where you come in, Reno. What what drew you to this role?
2: Well, the coincidence of the the whole deal was that uh, I had been working on my own stage project about Louis Armstrong about um, eight years, probably, before I met Dan. So hmm. when I got the script for Bolden, I, I, op- I opened it up. My agent sent it to me. I opened it up, and the first name I saw was Louis Armstrong. And it kind of blew my mind, you know, you're bringing something wow. to you. And, right. and uh, I, I met with Dan, and we literally had the same thoughts in our heads, you know, about the man and, and the time. I didn't know about Bolden, though, so um, the, the fact that this movie deals with the guy... And then you know, kind of projects forward to the the the, the iconic character who kind of takes it. You know, Louis Armstrong, for all intents and purposes, is the first pop star. You mm-hmm. know,
0: yes, he was. Uh, he really he took, was.
2: Yeah, for sure. And uh, he took what Bolden, you know, sparked, and, and he took it to the world. So it's kind of cool to see this movie about a guy that no one knows about who's super obscure, and then you see where what he, just that little spark what he did. Created somebody like Louis Armstrong. Because I, I just imagine Louis as a little boy listening to Buddy Bolden and, and his dudes, you know, rolling through New Orleans, playing his funerals, playing whatever, you know, right. him being inspired mm-hmm. by
0: Joe Oliver and those guys, you know, so. Yeah, you know what's in what what's interesting? Yeah, and you did it very well in this movie, I have to say. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Louis Armstrong and being the first pop star, because, you know, you listen to little kids today, little children still still sing Louis Armstrong songs. That's pretty right. amazing. You know, what is it yeah. about this music? And and even the the whole Buddy Bold and that whole feeling, what is it about that music that was so strong that today it's still with us? Very, very much so.
2: Yeah. Well, for, for me, what struck me, I mean, I what I knew largely of Louis Armstrong was, you know, What a Wonderful World mm-hmm. and Hello, Dolly. But mm-hmm. when you start studying him and go back, you realize that in, in 19... Yeah, I'm, I'm a child of hip hop. I'm I'm the hip hop generation, so uh what blew my mind was that, you know, in nineteen twenty six, Louis Armstrong was a combination of, you know, cool Herc, Africa Bambata, the Sugar Hill gang and and Jay Z, all in one right. you, know what I mean? <laughs> you, you dig what I'm saying? He he was that long. he was that Louis, yep. he was that influential. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would say
1: it's he, he was all of those things that Reno says, but really even even bigger than that in. Open.
2: Even bigger than that.
1: Well, I, in my view, because I think that he really, Armstrong um, really affected the way we walk, the way we talk, and the way we look at time. And when I said look at time, the, what the early jazz guys really taught us a lot about was subdivision of time. You can count one, two, three, four, or you can count all of the little beats in between all those numbers, between the one and the two. And Mm. those kinds of subdivisions have implications not just with regard to the music that Armstrong and Miles Davis and all those guys went on to create, but actually I think they're woven into the fabric of our society. And I honestly believe everybody... Has a little bit of Louis Armstrong in them because For of sure. the way he changed the way we walk, talk, and look at
0: time. So, and I've got to tell you, yeah. you, you go, you're so right, and, and also the way that we dress. I mean, yeah, you, you all, think oh, about those, yeah. the
1: whole thing, the L- fashion, the way I'm, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, uh, it, it just it, it, the, the, the term "what is hip"? That's that's New Orleans speech.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and a hipster was actually taken from the old opium dens in New Orleans, guys who lay on their hip while they're, while they're smoking opium. And that was what it meant to be a hipster. And that was true. <laughs> and now how many people know what is hip, where it really comes from. But yeah, th- those guys
2: changed the fabric of our society. And there is Tanya, no question. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, part of my, my goal is to, you know, bring... Uh, the knowledge of Louis armstrong to the world especially uh young black folks who don't know who pops mm-hmm. is you know mm-hmm. so that that's my goal mm-hmm. and dan has helped me with that goal also uh you're gonna have a live a live stage show uh it's actually gonna happen so um, uh, oh you're know. gonna do a stage so show about
0: you- about buddy bolden or about satchmo or just the combination this is about lewis this is about Louis armstrong a live show is coming Oh, I love it. I love it. I uh, just saw one about Nat King Cole the other night with Dulé Hill in it. It was fabulous. With, with Dulé, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's called Lights Out, Nat King Cole. It was yeah, fabulous. But, yeah. but all that being said, let's go back to Buddy Bolden for a minute, because Buddy, uh, apparently, even though obscure, many people in that era knew about him, they knew about his music. But he had, was it really, do you think it was really a mental illness? I mean, he ended up dying in an asylum, so, but didn't that happen to a lot of people in those days? I mean, what's the history behind that?
1: My best guess, um, after a lot of research, is that Bolden had a late-onset schizophrenia, which is, which is not rare, which is, for a lot of, as I understand it, males, in their twenties, who may have been very normal growing up, all of a sudden in their twenties they start to descend into schizophrenia, and mm-hmm. that's my best guess of, about what happened to them. They people talk about the alcohol and that it was terrible alcohol at the time, and yeah, but there were a lot, a lot, a lot of people drinking that stuff. I I suspect it was a late onset schizophrenia, and his. Mom and his sister used to go visit him about every month um, mm-hmm. from the time he was committed until about 1913. And then they stopped going. And uh, I reckon that they stopped going because by that time, Buddy no longer recognized them. His brain had largely shut down. It was,
0: it was like oh, so I think
1: it was a late onset schizophrenia.
0: Wow. I'm not, you know what? That does make sense. And you're absolutely right. That is not, that's not unusual as many people would think. So I was always wondering, cause in the, the film, you, you deal with his mental illness in a very unique way. Um, and I don't want to say too much about it because I know people will want to see this, but, but the way you deal with it, I thought was rather unique and, and rather beautiful in many ways. It is because beautiful. it keeps going, it keeps going back and forth, and so you're not really sure. It's kind of like a dream sequence. You're not really sure. Okay, is this really happening to this man, <laughs> or you know what I mean? Or is he imagining it's happening? to So I, I think you did that very, very well. Uh, wh- wanted, when are we going to be able to, to see the
1: viewer? I wanted to put the viewer in the point of view of Buddy Baldwin and actually have the experience. But still make a coherent story And so your idea was for the viewer To really take the ride
0: I think you've, yeah, you, you really do achieve that, I have to say, Dan, because you do kind of like, okay, what what's happening with this man? I understand, too, that uh, this film was done, and then you didn't like it, or somebody didn't like it, and you started all over and did the whole thing over again. Is that true? <laughs> yeah,
1: my mom, and, my mom and my wife. Oh, that doesn't work. No, I, I, I got it, and I, I started working on it and writing it in um, the late 1990s, um, I went and um, uh, got hold of Wynton Marsalis, who agreed to do all the music for it. Uh, I went and shot it uh, in 2007. Reno was there. He, he did his, his work then. Uh, I got home with it, and I did not like what I had, what I had done. Uh, I had never made a film before. I was really learning how to do it, and I just didn't get what I wanted. So I went back to the drawing board. Uh, did a, I rewrote the thing uh, probably 80 90 percent of the thing, and then went back in twenty fourteen and fifteen and, and shot it again. Um, quite wow. all my story, stuff though, which is positive. <laughs> right, but, but, uh, right. know, <laughs> it had, had done all of his his work in two thousand seven, but then I went and uh-huh. revamped it, and what you saw is the result.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, Just to let the audience know they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra, I'm Tanya Hart. My guests today are filmmaker Dan Pritzker and along with Rena Wilson, who plays uh, Louis Armstrong, otherwise known as Satchmo and Pops, in the movie Bolden. Where will the audience... uh, You're going to open this nationwide, hopefully, that everybody will be able to see this.
1: Yes, it's uh, it's, uh, going out to about 300 theaters
0: on May 3rd. Oh, good. Good, good. And and that's not a lot, but that's enough to get the story. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's one of these movies that, you know, people really, because again, uh, like you were saying, Reno, especially younger people, they've got to know the history. And and you know okay. there are a lot of folks like you guys trying to teach them. All of us trying to do that. But you got to bring it in some compelling way. And and this is a good way to do that. I have to commend you. For yeah, that. Uh,
1: I I will I'm, say that when when I was casting for Louis Armstrong, that's a daunting proposition because he's such an iconic figure that you can really fall on your face doing that. And I um and I actually thought about writing it so that you never actually see Armstrong, you just hear him performing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we were in Los Angeles doing auditions, we did two days, I think I saw 12 or 15 guys a day, and Reno came in, the last guy on the last day, and he walked <laughs> in, in character, in a suit, with the horn. He never stopped <laughs> character, and I, I, I actually had to turn away. I, I think I started to cry. and he was, <laughs> I think mean, we all cried. He was, I, I mean, casting Louis Armstrong in Tricky Business and Reno Wilson, wow, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, well, he, he did that unbelievable performance in this movie, Bolden. Now, Reno, uh, do you have any idea <laughs> when you might be doing the stage play for uh, Satchmo, for Louis Armstrong? Uh... We, we
2: just finished our second draft, which is pretty spectacular, um, with the uh, help of Dan, actually. Um, I go back to work on my TV show in about August or September, so I, I would say uh, 2020. Okay. Spring of 2020
0: that's coming right up. (laughs) It's already 2019. (laughs) That's only a year away. It's hard to believe. (laughs) I know. It's like unbelievable. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for really putting your heart and soul into this. Uh, We hope that everybody will get a chance to see it. And, you know, once you hit those 300 theaters, put it on TV because this is the kind of thing where, again, we've got to know our history and people especially people yes, like do. this that nobody has really heard of that had such a profound influence on as you say on life today so yeah. you know
2: hope- uh, uh yeah i really look forward tanya to uh, uh folks seeing this movie especially black folks um Uh, this guy uh, should be known. He he shouldn't be forgotten. And uh, if you just look at the trailer, so beautifully cinematic. Dan and his team did an incredible job. And I'm I'm just proud to be a part of this project. And I think people will be proud to watch it as well.
0: Well, I think they will too. Thanks so much for joining me today. And good luck with everything. Come back anytime. uh, In May, we'll start really promoting it. So, you know, you guys have got a good publicist. Thanks, I know Tanya. Oh, our pleasure. And this is Hollywood Live Extra. And don't forget to subscribe for on your podcast directi- directory to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast uh, directory. Make sure you download all of these because you don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.